but if you're brand new i'd say if they have zillow and top cities out there realtor grab those otherwise uh why lobo i don't like i tried a whole bunch of other different facebook products and google products and it, it was kind of like the mailers it's just money thrown out the door So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui. Today, I am back to talk to Kirby Schofield. So, you know, Kirby comes from Las Vegas, the from Schofield Realty. Excited to have him on the show to talk about how he has grown his team, how he got to where he is, and how agents can uh, use that to help themselves. Kirby, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So what, what's Las Vegas like right now? So the, the, the world has changed this year. It continues to kind of adjust kind of on a monthly basis. The, you know, what's, what's real estate like? What's life like? Real estate cranking rates low of course inventory we're last one 1.2 months only so it's cranking uh, as far as life outside of real estate our governor just extended our pause last night 4 p.m he extended us till january 15th and the evictions until end of march so yeah we're on a government control whenever they decide to do something but people are still lively trying to do what they're doing and um just keep working yeah. So calling it a pause out there. I think a lot of places have had, you know, eviction moratorium, evictions on hold for a while. And yeah. then, you know, and then when the federal government, when some of the rules got rid of it, then CDC extended it. And so now that's where we were at. Yeah. Yeah. And then and they, they just extended it because that one was about, about to expire the CDC one. That's one of the first places actually that I have. Yeah. So the CDC is set to expire January 3rd. And I know in a lot of states, you know, everything is scheduled to kind of go back to normal, whatever that is. Just be, people will be allowed to evict again January 3rd or 4th. But the but I think Nevada is one of the first I've heard where they're actually extending that now. They're going to go ahead and say, no, we're not going to do hearings on the 3rd or 4th. Interesting stuff. Interesting times. The before, Do you have it? Do you manage any rental properties or do you own any rental properties? Uh, yeah, we have property management. That's where today me and my property manager are going over three different eviction things that were in the process and as of last night now we gotta call the owners and tell them well it's we can't do it now yeah. <laughs> like that fee's out the door we have a few of those too the I, I and i understand the reason behind it but we have we own a few hundred a few hundred rentals and and this year has actually been really really well for our rentals we're at a higher occupancy rate than ever before but the but it is it's discouraging when when there are some people that are taking advantage of the system yeah when you when you know like hey they're getting their free five month extension they are they're taking advantage of the, of the system where other people are working hard to to survive and, and adjust so that's a that's probably a whole different topic but the but yeah. Yeah, I'm, but but it is really interesting that Nevada is one of the first that have preemptively said hey let's let's keep this up or maybe California has also done the same thing in California and Nevada are pretty pretty close on some of their laws other than income tax California Nevada still has no income tax right still currently <laughs> currently no income tax hopefully yeah. they keep that going yeah for you that uh, that really helps out so right now you're so you're a real estate team leader out, out in Nevada when did you become an agent is 2010 is when I got into real estate a couple of years as an agent and then became a broker in 2013 all right so you did a, a couple of years as an agent became a broker right now how many transactions do you do annually uh, this year we'll hit two or no, hundred, 200 roughly. It's like, we're, it depends if they can close here in the next two weeks and yeah. uh 50 million. Yeah. So 50 million. So what's your average sales price then? Like, is that 250,000? Ours is, I just like, it's like 285, uh, median for the city though is uh, 350 right now. Okay. So the, do you guys intentionally, does it just so happen that you're like, you target, like your customers happen to be a little bit below the median price out there? Uh, no, it's because uh, I'm looking at the mix with condos. Condos is the average 190. Okay. So it's just those two. When I look at my total numbers, the average 285 from our software is just combining just all properties. So that's a so that's a good point. So the so kind of so condos. So condos are probably a big part of the Las Vegas market. Yep. And in the in the condo market is one price point. Houses are another price point. If you have a little of both, then your average price is going to be right in the middle of those. Yeah. Uh, those two medians. So do you get, how do you get most of your, your customers? 
Uh, we, I was huge into Zillow back in 2012, all the way till now. Uh, we do, so we do Zillow. We're part of OpCity with Realtor.com. We do Google. We do Facebook. We uh, have Ylopo, big remarketing with that and push for leads. So about five different kind of funnels that come in, push about 11, 1200 leads a month. Wow. I'm going to get into those in just a second because I've heard of and used a couple of them. A couple of them I haven't. And I bet there's some listeners out there that could really dig into kind of the different options out there. Before we get into those lead amounts. So, the, so you, you started back in 2010. How many deals did you do your first year? How, did, how, did, how was your first year in real estate? First year, I was broke in six months. Yeah. It was REO days. And I was luckily, they had a, you get a fee back then on the Fannie Mae homes of like 1400 That kept me alive selling a couple of those. Then I reached out on my own and started doing a referral network from my past experiences. So my first year was like, because I got licensed in July. So my first year was like 30 grand. Second year is 70, then 140, then nothing less than 250 cents. Now you've done, so it took, it took three to four years to get that momentum. Why did you get yeah. real estate? Uh, I got in real estate because I was a uh, insurance and in, uh, investment advisor prior to New York Life. And my big, all my clients that were big were realtors. When the crash happened, everybody was canceling their policies and canceling their investments. And so I was chasing referrals every month. And the only people still making money were realtors. And they had become friends with me too. And so they all said, you, got, you just got to get into this field. And I haven't looked back. Yeah. What an interesting time to become an agent because, you know, 2009, that was the end of 2009 was when I, I quit my job working for a home builder to start my own business, to buy foreclosures, fix them and sell them. We started our own brokerage the, you know, with, with agents and everything else. But it was, it was tough back then because there was a lot of REOs and a lot of short sales. Yep. But in order to get them, like there were some guys that got all the REOs and they just yeah. made, you know, millions. And other people that are like, how do I get that? Like I can yeah. do good, but how do I get the deal that that, it seems like that guy has all the deals already. That's where I was. I felt like a, a pawn, a peon. Yeah. I walked in and all I could do that's why I, was, I chased the fame stuff because like, so I went under a team and he was REO broker or REO had an REO account. You didn't have to be a broker then and average about 60 listings a, uh, a month they had going. So we'd get sign call leads off that. And that was really like the lead source. And it wasn't Zillow yet. It wasn't any of that stuff in 2000. It was sign calls and you'd rush out there and hope that the person's still sitting at the house. Then you'd have to figure out how to qualify them, all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, yeah, we had 17,000, I think, homes on the market when I entered. We're at like 3,800 right now. Yeah. It's <laughs> just Dude, totally. 2010 was a crazy time. And yeah. The, and, but what a time to be able to fine tune your skills as a real estate agent. Because oh, yeah. it was because it was also a time where the world was still collapsing. There was a lot of foreclosures. There was a lot of people. There was a lot of jobs that used to be great jobs that had gone extinct. It was it was not an easy business. It wasn't, you know, and, and like people... They do the sign call. So that was your lead. It was an incoming lead that first year. You'd rush out there to try to be, hopefully I can help this person either with this yep. house or something else. And we didn't quite have the technology to be able to sync together and get people qualified. What were the, if you could go back and tell yourself something at the beginning of that year, like of 2010, what to expect with real estate or how to, how to do better, what advice would you have given yourself that you wish you would have heard your first couple of weeks? Uh, get my head out of the rabbit hole and look uh, learn from stuff like your shows, learn from stuff like Inman, where then I had no idea what that was. All I was doing was listening to the one person I knew mm -hmm. in it versus open because I would have known of the portals because they were in their infancy then. Like I came yeah. in 2012, but they were in 2009, I think it was 10. They'd are, they just opened. So I would have been able to spend money on zips then and get my foot in the ground versus how I did the old school ways. Cause that's all I was taught as far as like mailers and fax fax letters and canvassing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's, I think that's really good advice. There is so much, there are so many ways to learn. There are so many ways to learn. And you know, we do a show, it's about once a week right now. We call it the state of the market where we look at Inman and we read articles and I try to share what I think are the most interesting articles and some applicable stuff, but you never know like which article out there when, whether it's from you know, whatever real estate news is out there, just consume and learn and consume and think. And then, you know, getting to listen to people and podcasts, consume and learn and consume and think the uh, yeah, it's, it, I think that's really good advice to be able to look back and tell yourself. I had to do it too. Last was last year. 
year or I'm a year and a half now into all these new systems because I had gotten stuck also in a rabbit hole in my head with Zillow and thinking that was it. But then I saw that they're changing in the next couple of years. We all knew Flex and Zillow offers everything. We were pilots and stuff were coming out. And if we didn't get those contracts, how we were going to survive. And we had, and biggest thing I had to do was open my mind again, but also this time was on uh, agents recruiting versus just creating leads. So the, so again, I, and I really want to dig into that lead stuff, but before we do that, so when you talked about now you've focused it, it's two different things. So you've got a bunch of ways you get leads, but then growing that team, you said that became another part of, you know, once you got a few years in, Talk about that for a little bit. What's what's your team like now, and what have you done to grow it? So we're at uh, thirty agents right now. We have we do multiple different venues, the same way as funnels for leads. We do it for uh, recruiting now. We have uh, uh, actual scholarship that we provide because we had two hundred fifty thousand people go out of work, and some of my best agents are ex uh, like club promoters, yeah, and or like bartender stuff like that. They just have that people skills. And right now they're sitting there collecting the poo and that's all they can do because there's it's all 25% capacity right now. And so we're offering a scholarship, we pay for the school, and then they, during that time off, because it's not getting paid so that it's not going to affect their unemployment, uh, they can go through school and get licensed so they can create another career. We have 27 right now in that program. Uh, we'll give as many way as we uh, can. Uh, I have a deal with the uh, school, the real estate school. And so we also... Uh, present at the real estate school every two weeks to the people who are already done it on their own and in, in class and just kind of explain our brokerage and our team philosophy. And then I have my wife does the interviews because it was like five hours a day is too much for me. And we do, we have two different ISA teams, two different products kind of competing with each other who are calling the experience agents and getting them over. That's incredible. So everyone out there listening I would play that part back and really look at that to figure out how you can do that in your market today. And so as I dissect that a little bit, so Las Vegas, more than a lot of places, there are people in the service industry that are out of work right now. A lot of people that were good, hardworking people that were running hotels, running offices, running clubs. The, they are good at, they're good at management. They're good at their people, their people, people, right? They have some great relationships, right? Like the guys managing the clubs and that, the people that they have the best mm -hmm. relationship with are people that have a lot of money, right? Like the, some really high end kind of clients we talk in real estate. That's so much about who, you know, and building up that network. And so they have this built in network. And so it applies for you in Vegas, but for anyone out there listening, thinking about joining a team, what a, or thinking about building your team, like what a cool way to do that. So I think every state in the country right now, there are people that were working at hotels and they were working as bartenders and, you know, and where they had, they were people skills where they had these networks that they've been totally shut down to nothing. And another guy that I, when I interviewed Trevor from Carrot last week, they said a lot of people are becoming investors and agents right now that he had been talking to because they had been fired, gotten laid off, and they were ready to like be in charge of their own future. So being able to take that. So you, so you've gone after and said, hey, we want some of those people to come work for us. And so you created a scholarship program and you said, look, if you were, if you were this, if you were in the service industry and right now you've been laid off while you're doing nothing and you're on unemployment or whatever else, the we will put you through school. And as part of that trade-off, you said, anybody that you can, you help put them through school, try to get them to get licensed. And do you think most of them will join your team after? Is that, is that a requirement? Yeah, we have yeah, I have them do a contract. I It was three years, but I think that's too long. I don't like the lock I went in. So me and my wife just changed it just this week, and I posted it on the Nevada Unemployment Assistance website because uh, they had a post on there for us. And we're just doing six months. That's like our training program anyway. And then they do a six-week boot camp. And then all we ask is some people have things happen in life, and they can't. They get another job, or they don't have the ability to anymore, or they just chose to go a different direction. So we had like – we've had about five – come off that just things happen and as long as they haven't logged in and started using the school the school will allow me to get those credits back to give to someone else cool and, and then we have mentorship yeah i bet a lot of people will reach out to you i bet a lot of people in other states are going to reach out to you after this and say kirby i want to set that up in texas i want to set that up in arizona like how can yeah. we how can we do that so how did you get the nevada unemployment office to kind of help promote that did you uh, say, hey, it wasn't them it was the the it's a Amber, she's a girl that's running a Facebook page called Nevada Unemployment Assistance. And it's like a collective 18,000 members of Nevadans who are 
going on there and like, hey, ha, ha, did you get your file? Like helping each other out with the process because it's pain in the butt. And so I reached out to her and just said, hey, here's the program I have. And it was about three months later, she reached back out and said, like, hey, we'll post this. And they did a post. And I had a lot. So with us two, we're only Vegas. So the hard part for me was telling the people from Reno, I'm, I can't do Reno. <laughs> I'm yeah. Vegas. You know, it's like Sacramento, San Diego. So it's different. But um, uh, we had 35 apply one night from that. And then it's just going through the process with them to get them in. And uh, we have the, the exciting part is they all had a, the testing has been postponed too because of COVID. Yeah. It's like normally they could just schedule like whatever month and go test. Most of them, it's been this first couple of weeks in December. And I know the first weeks in January after the holiday that they actually get to do their tests. And when me and my wife did the audit of the 27, I think we have 10 right now already testing. And so we're just waiting for, we're excited for the first one that gets passed both because it's a state and national test. And multiple have missed like two on one test, passed one test, but we should have a good little, the first run of them coming in, which is really cool. We're excited for that. What a fun way to do that. And if you, if right now, if you're somebody in Reno or another city in Nevada and you're running a team, you know, reach out to Kirby because maybe there is, you know, if, if he can't, if, if, if he can't go build the teams in Reno, I'm sure Kirby might be able to work with you on how you guys could help each other through that oh, yeah, process. 100%. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui with a quick commercial break from our sponsor, Rent Ready. And you've heard me talking about them lately. You heard them talking about the offers. I even interviewed Ryan Barone in episode 939. So you guys can go back and listen to that to learn more about Rent Ready. But here we go. Looking to streamline your rental property finances this year, tenant management can eat up a big part of your budget. So reducing turnover and avoiding costly vacancies can save you big bucks year over year. Keep a profitable cash flow with consistently occupied units when you use RentReady. With RentReady, all you need is one software to see expiring leases, list units, screen tenants, e-sign leases, track renter's insurance, send rent reminders, and collect rent online. RentReady can help you manage your tenants, increase retention, and keep business costs low. As part of a special deal, RentReady is offering our listeners a whole year of RentReady for one buck, right? That's what I'm always talking about. One buck, that's right, one dollar, but only if you use our code. So you have to use code ROCKSTAR and sign up for RentReady's annual plan at rentready.com. That's R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com. If you've got one house, five houses, or 10 houses, and you just want to check it out, I've gone and looked at it. You know, I have a lot of rentals that we own, and, and we were using five or six different software technologies. One to be able to list properties, one to be able to accept money, to create the lease in a different document. We use DocuSign for other things. We've got all these different sources, but Rent Ready is doing it all for one. I recommend you go check it out. Super interesting, man. It's like it's like helping people and getting to grow your own business. Like that's a super awesome system. So yeah, that's a like the philosophy. One. Uh, so John Chaplack is a coach I hired uh, last this last year. I saw him at Wailopo thing, and he said, "Don't stop chasing. If you're a team leader or broker, stop chasing a ten thousand dollar commission check for a home and be in production. Chase a hundred thousand dollar agent." And so when he said that, my mind just change okay i gotta create the same systems toward this so we also have a mentorship program because like uh the soft the scholarships are coming in but i want them to not have to sit there and okay do a month a month rotation or plan stuff so we have five mentors right now who are agents with me for five plus years who they get paid and they teach them actually through the six-week boot camp and they get part of revenue share of their what they make the people. So we have different classes going constantly based off of when someone finally passes and comes in, they're not sitting there thinking it's just an orientation on a Tuesday at Scope for Realty. Uh, they actually are working with a group of about four or five individuals and making in there their own little six week boot camp, And then they go for the six months. If at six months they hit our production requirement, which is uh, we do three deals in the first three months, uh, fourth and fifth month, they do four deals total and fifth month, is four deals or six months. I'm sorry. Uh, mentor gets 5% on that first three months, seven and a half percent on the GCI in the fourth and fifth, 10% on the sixth month. If someone gets that, even though they're only six months in, but they're a superstar brand new, they can become a mentor. And so allows them to become, build their team. Cause two hardest things when I got into real estate was one finding leads. And number two, 
was once I had leads, how do I make a team? And so that's how we kind of like built it to help retain agents too, because they're getting paid now all, and we have rev share. So we kind of copied EXP's model on that because they tried getting me and I was like, so we get 5%, 3%, 2% off every single deal. So we have some agents making pretty good incomes right now, uh, just rev share and mentorship. Man, the, it makes me really excited to think about how many people in 2020 that are great at, they're great people person, they're great service industry people that are now going to be able to shift to real estate and make oh, yeah. a career out of it. Like it's, it is this, it's a great opportunity right now for people to find really, really good talent. And then for you know other people out there listening to the idea that Kirby's done is, you know, through his, through his brokers and his team, it's like forming these mini teams, but then having a very clear way that people can, you know, that's super creative really where they can, they can get, they can improve themselves, improve. It's like they can get promoted through this yeah. stage where then now they've, they've been, they've been, they've been getting help, getting help, getting help. Now they can start giving help and it's, and then it's all worth it. Right. It's like, no, eventually you get to be this person and having a road to that. I mean, there's a lot of time people say, hey, someday you can have your own team. Someday you can do this. You actually have a pretty clear path of, you know, you get a mentor, then you become a mentor and then the sky's the limit. That And that's kind of because when we did the scholarship, they first start coming in and that's where one of my right hand guys comes in. And I had even I was just I was kind of scared of how am I going to train all these people myself Mm -hmm. and still be broker and stuff like that. And he came in. He's like, Hey, I like training. He used to run this branch for me when I was in San Diego doing that one. And I was like, wait, we can come up with something here. And so then I met with my coach and we built a foundation, a boot camp, all that kind of different. Like I took parts of what they were doing, other teams that he had chapel, I had with his teams and we built our own that works with our kind of layout and how we work here. Yeah. So let's talk about leads. So yeah. earlier you said you started with First, it was like the fanny, you know, whatever you could get through the foreclosures. And then you started learning about Zillow and yep. brought in leads that way. And the, and is that still, is Zillow still your biggest lead source? Uh, or is- they're about a quarter of it now. Okay. Just market-based pricing, how it's went. So we went more, they wore 99% of my leads from 2012 until two years ago, once or three years ago, because market-based changed how you got zip codes. And so, I mean, we were kind of doing market-based pricing in 2014. I had a software that we had built our own CRM and it calculated and we moved zip codes right and left to be within the market. I actually, I still remember showing Lloyd, Lloyd Frank at a, a, one of their Zillow things. And then like two years later, we see uh, market-based pricing. I'm like, hey, that's my idea. <laughs> yeah. So, so market-based pricing is kind of the idea. So now for Zillow, if you say, hey, I want to get leads for this zip code. If somebody searches for a house on Zillow, in the upper right, you see like agents, right? Yeah. You see like, hey, there's other agents. So you are paying for that spot. And market-based pricing means some zip codes cost more than others. Yeah, it's based off price and our, and how much share. And the, and the thing was, the same way as we have no inventory homes here, Zillow, there's not been inventory of uh, zip codes here for almost two plus years. So, so once like, you get it, do they let you keep that zip code? Uh, you'll keep that percentage of market share, but if it changes, like people buy out, sell out, you get notified and you go and get, and you pr- pick up more and then you just have to do the math, make sure that's the right business decision based off the price of the lead, how many is it going to take to convert it, et cetera. So market-based pricing, you were actually, so when Zillow used to charge more of a flat rate, you were actually saying, hey, we should spend our money in this zip code instead of in this zip code because we're going to get more bang for our buck out of it. Is that is that what you were doing on your self yeah, so, analysis? So back when you could actually get zip codes 2012, like my first zip code was uh, the strip. Like I had half the strip, which is crazy. In Las Vegas, 550 bucks. It was nuts a month. I was, is, and then I started Trulia. They had kind of the market. They had the slider then. Uh, where you could go and slide on office. So I started playing with it. And then it was about two years in though. Once I had hundreds of leads coming in, uh, people were asking, well, what's your ROI? I'm like, well, I can't really, ROI is based off of an agent individually for one. And two, which zip code is actually doing something? What type of leads are coming from it? So we took our CRM because we were one of the first Tech Connect partners with Zillow back in 2014. We were like one of the first nine. And so what I started doing is taking that data and we pulled the zip codes then into a tracker and we just watched it every month and we take three months though. It takes about three months to watch a zip back then. And when it got to in the red price per lead was too much versus an algorithm that I built for uh, how much I'd make on the average price. And like, if it's a 
two or four percent conversion ratio, whatever it is. And then from there, we would just go to my rep and say, hey, I need to move it to this zip code, this one to that. I kept my contract with them as much as what the spend was, but I would move it based off of where the leads were hitting. Man, very cool. This seems like a pretty high tech analysis, right? Like a, a pretty, pretty high tech spreadsheet analysis. But agents, as you're listing right now, if you have more than one lead source, one thing that I would get out of what, what, what Kirby said there is analyze how much bang for your buck you're getting from each lead source. Because they're because we're getting them from all sorts of ways, and people are we all people get deals from all sorts of different ways. But figuring out what the cost of that deal was, what was the cost to acquire it, whether it's whether it's open houses or whether it's incoming stuff or whether it's outbound dialing. When you know the cost of your leads and you choose to scale, you get to a point where you either need more people or you need to scale, or you go, "What's next?" Or your marketing budget goes down. That's happening to some people right now. Their marketing budget's going down. It's important to know which leads, how much it costs to get a lead from each lead source in case yeah. you need to focus on one or the other. So Zillow is one of your places. Trulia is another. Does Trulia work a lot like Zillow where you, you yeah, buy they, zip codes? So back 2012, Zillow and Trulia were separate competitors before Zillow bought them out and they merged as one product. So when you pay for... Zillow now, if you're a premier agent, you get both. It, okay. And you, you kind of don't know what platform. It'll just say, like, we use Follow Boss, so we'll see what platform it came from. But we use both of them. Then we do, uh, with Realtor.com, we're on a program out here with Rise and Speed to Lead. We're, we're like a mini team under a big, about 26 teams with Steve D. And it's called uh, Op City. Mm-hmm. So those are as quick as you can basically grab them and convert them. And it's, those are live transfers, same as uh, Zillow concierge are how they live transfer to you. So back up a second. So the, a lot of our listeners have, they're a year in, right? They're these guys you were yeah. talking about that just switched to six months ago. I've toured the op city office. I remember touring it in Austin a few years ago, this giant warehouse, you know, hundreds of people on the phone and the, and they are talking to leads to get them. So the way that I understand OpCity's model is they, they bring in leads, they outbound call, or they have some inbound stuff with Realtor and other places. Somebody says, hey, I'm interested in buying a house. They kind of make sure that it's a really good lead. They make sure they're ready. They make sure they're qualified. And then my understanding of it is then they kind of send them to you and say, hey, this person is willing, this person is a ready and able buyer. And they give you that lead essentially for free at the beginning. But if you close them, they get a percentage of the commission. Yeah. Is yeah, that still 35%. How it works? Yep. Yeah, it's all off algorithm too. The quicker you click it, you're, you're fighting. It's five people that get sent it within 15 seconds. And it's based off an algorithm and a score based off of how quick you click, what you convert, how you use their app, how you communicate with the lead through the time frame. And, um, and yeah, once you click and you accept it, then it's going to be a live transfer to you. And then you keep it up to date in your system and then to their system. And then we pay them a 35% referral fee, anything 150000 in purchase price or more or leases. And then you do 30% and one hundred fifty grand and less that we pay OpCity. So that's a, that's a super high tech, way more high tech than it was when I think that it started. But any agent can sign up to get on the op city list, right? They can say, Hey, they want to use them for, if, for leads a certain amount per area. If they have inventory, Vegas is one of those ones. There's no inventory. Yeah. So yeah. So, a, so, they only, so they send it out to five of you. Whoever clicks it first gets the lead. If you wait too long to click it, you don't well, get the lead. Someone else gets it. It's crazy too, though, with their algorithm. If you're a better closer in their system, their algorithm reading it, the five of you guys get it. You all click at the same time. Whoever actually has the highest score, in Op City at that time, from those five is who gets it. Yeah, they want to make money. It's like it's like Facebook ads, right? They want to yeah. they want to figure out the, the 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 whatever. When people are looking at like, no, they changed the algorithm. The algorithm is how do they make the most money? Yeah. Like like Facebook will change it for how they make the most money. So if it's easier to get you know people to click on Aaron's ads compared to Kirby's, well, the you know Aaron might get the ads for cheaper because they make more or yeah. vice versa. So Op City is saying, hey, they've got their thing. They want somebody's going to be fast because they don't want to lose it. But then once it's fast, they want the person that's the best. That's going to make yep. you have the best chance of closing that. So op- kind of kind of like Zillow, what they're doing with Flex, how Zillow's going to go the hybrid with Flex, or they'll have kind of both two and Flex is who the partners they choose kind of same way. It only goes to the best converters, and they're so those are like our bottom funnel ones. Those are your best lead sources as far as a live person on the phone 
I think the stats like 72% they're going to work with you. So it's just up to you keep doing your job. And then we have Ylopo, which is a mix of uh, Google and Facebook. So the so Zillow, you've got you know the ads that people can find you on there, or they can kind of call you through there. That's that live yep. deal that's coming in. And then Realtor.com. If somebody goes to Realtor.com and goes for it, most of those actually get pushed through kind of the Op City version. Correct. Somebody yeah. goes on Realtor.com and says, "Hey, I want to buy a house." Op City then an Op City person calls them, qualifies them, says, "Okay, you're the real deal." Then they send it to you know to you, Kirby, and four other people. Who's ever the fastest and the best gets that one. And then at yeah. that point, you just have to do your job. You're showing them houses. You're helping them get a house and that converts. So now, now we're at Ylopo. So the, how do you, how do you spell that? What, what, what is. It's Monopoly I, backwards. So Y L O P O. Y L O P O. All right. Monopoly backwards. And, and Ylopo is uh, the CEO founder. That was Howard Tiger, who actually was Tiger leads back in the day. Okay. And he has a brainiac, we call him the G, G, the G man, uh, G Fing G, who is uh, the tech guy on it. And then Kiwi, Aaron, who's their marketing person. And it's a cool product because the whole point of it is to keep the people on your own site. So we love it because everybody pushed. We don't even use our local MLS searches anymore. We keep everybody going. Our searches are done through our own Ylopo site. And then we remarket them. And so it's more of a less pressure for these top of funnel leads because it's Facebook. They click on Facebook. They see a picture. They like a little video. They click it. They're more top of funnel though, but then we nurture them. And then the Google pay-per-click is a little bit more mid-funnel because they actually had a search. And then we have a cool feature that Ylopo has is uh, Raya, R-A-I-Y-A. It's like real estate agent, intelligent, something. It, it, it's basically an automatic uh, AI and it's a bot. And so it texts and qualifies and helps out the agents as, because, you know, you get a hundred leads that call like, or hit on there, only like 30% are going to pick up the phone. The other 70%, they're, they're either going to respond by text or they're going to respond by email. A lot of people just because all the robocallers now, they don't pick up the phone until they know you a little bit. And so with the AI, it's helping, it's working when you're not. And it's really cool. This is crazy. So I went to, the, I've never heard of Ylopo before you mentioned it. I go oh, to their, awesome. their ylopo.com, bunch of stuff on there. And it shows the examples of that AI that's texting back and forth uh, with people and kind of what they're doing. It shows CRM integration, lead gen. And so they pretty much, so if you go sign up, they help you build a site and then they coordinate with Google and Facebook to get people to your site. Is that? Yeah. So your different spins that you'll have with them is you pay for their uh, platform fee and Raya. So where we're at, we are, we get about five, 600 leads a month from them, but that includes remarketing. So anyone who was in my database from Zillow before, when I first entered with Ylopa yeah, April of last year, we had about 30,000. And from those 30,000, they got remarketed and it cost, they, I do $125 per thousand in remarketing budget. They do, they recommend a hundred. And so we, we do 125. We have 62,000 now in our database and it, they're constantly remarketing. It's a very non pushy kind of way with the clients are 18 months out. So we pay a fee for Ylopo. They get their marketing fee, the Ylo, uh, Raya fee. So mine's like 2,800 a month, 1995 for my level four contract. They go on levels and you start, I think when I first started and to be able to get leads is 1500 a month is what it costs to get in. That will be your website. That'll be Raya. That'll be about a hundred leads a month. And you can also, and then retargeting of your database. And so mine, my database grew so fast, I had to just keep going up. And so as my retargeting hits the top, then I go to the next level. And so, so now- what if, what if somebody doesn't have a database? So you're getting five or 600 leads a month, but part of that is coming from, hey, you had this list of database. What if somebody's yeah. a new agent Will it still, will, so will some, should they oh, still? Yeah, no, that, like that, five, that five to 600 is new stuff just from Ylopo. Not uh, the database is just being able to be worked. So me as building a team, I don't have to worry about, okay, is a client going to drop through the cracks? They're being remarketed. AI is working on them. If the agent drops the ball, they stay within your database. So I know they have a starter package because I had a San Diego branch. It was 500 to start with them. So they're just doing it, but you'd want ads and the ads 
is a thousand to fifteen hundred. Mine was based off of my remarking budget, so I think you'd probably be around thousand twelve hundred. You give a hundred leads, and then you just build it as you go. They just enter pay per click. Uh, I was a beta form on that with uh, Google, and so that they just entered uh, where they're offering it. They have seller leads. They do. Uh, we do a lot with our divas, is what they're called, dynamic video ads, where basically it'll, we pay sixty five bucks, you'll get four to six thousand shotgun blast hits, like through the leads like on because facebook and google we can't target fair housing wise so it has to be like shotgun to the city but we run those ads 65 bucks uh it's a has all actors it pulls all it pulls in five to six mls pictures in brand you and we go and that's what we share to brand our agents too so we pay for that and then we go post in our own and we run our own google adwords and youtube off of those and tiktok man you have there are so many things there that you guys are doing, right? The, the, so first it was you know, Zillow, Zillow and Trulia, and then being able to kind of do these different systems. So if, if a new agent, somebody has been around for maybe six months to a year, and they've been door knocking and kind of doing, they've been getting leads and getting them other ways, and they're ready to start investing in something like this. So they're going to they're gonna actually go bigger and say, hey, I'm going to spend a couple thousand a month on something like that. What advice would you give them? Meaning, is it... So I've, I've seen people spend 2000 bucks on mailers, not get any phone calls. And so yeah. stop doing mailers, which is understandable because it's really discouraging. You spend a few thousand dollars and nothing happens. Yeah. So what would you, what advice would you give somebody for that? If your market has Zillow or Opsity available, because they're bottom of, fun- bottom of funnel, buy into there. As long as they have market share, it's expensive per lead, but the ROI is better because you need, if, if you're newer, you're going to need money now. Us, we have such a pipeline. When I'm buying leads now, I'm not betting on them. I'm betting 10% or less of them maybe in the next year, but everything else is a long-term play and with building my agent's pipelines. But if you're brand new, I'd say if they have Zillow and uh, Op Cities out there, Realtor, grab those. Otherwise, uh, Ylopo. I don't, like I tried a whole bunch of other different Facebook products and Google products. It, it was kind of like the mailers. It's just money thrown out the door. The thing about Ylopo is the, the remarketing is like number one, how it, it keeps you front in mind and then making sure you have a good CRM. So they're really good integrated with uh, follow boss, lion's desk or firepoint Sierra interactive chime. We like follow up boss ourselves. That's what I like with the integrations. And there's, and, there's a, a lot of different technology in there. So as, as Kirby is throwing out all, all, all those ideas, a lot of them we've heard about from other people before, but there are a lot of different options. And so the, oh yeah. so, he's, so if somebody's going to do that now, so they say, okay, I'm going to Ylopo. Should you tell, do they need to commit to six months of spending or, and, or do they need to commit to a certain level of effort? Like, so the, so if you said, Hey, uh, don't get discouraged, plan to do this. And then as those yeah. leads come in, plan to do this. Yeah, they have me. I'm like one of their Wailopo professors or whatever they call it. And I do like things not, with them, like surprised. teaching people. <laughs> but we, uh, so I'll have, they'll have, my rep will have certain clients reach out when they're being discouraged. And the biggest thing is they're just not putting, you got to max the retargeting and you got to max the leads at whatever level you're at that you can afford. A lot of people get it, but they won't do the lead part. Or they'll get it and they put nothing in remarketing. And then if you do that, it's just sitting there. If you get it, the other big piece with Ylopo is you can't be sending them an MLS search from Matrix. They're also still going on Zillow. And then you're and then you have them retargeting. But if you put them all to stars as like our own search site, so scoforrealty.com, find.scoforrealty.com is like our own Zillow, our own uh, Matrix. We track everything they do, kind of like uh, Commissions Inc. and Boomtown does. So it's kind of that same kind of software. How I'll tell you, they've they've looked at a house seven times, and it'll say settle and engage them. And so what I liked about Ylopo is I don't – I've always paid for leads because I'll never cold call someone, plus I don't want to get sued. But two, um, I don't like the hard push sell. There's enough real estate out there and people interested, and they do so much research on their own currently, the consumer. We want to just be the person that's always been there providing data for them without pushing. So something that Kirby said there is don't send somebody to MLS. Don't send them to Zillow. Send them to your site, whether it's a Ylopo site or something else. There's got to be ways that that branding, you're not having to share with anybody else. That is very cool. That's a really cool thing to to clarify because I've worked with a lot of agents on different things. And there's a lot of, here's the link to the MLS. 
Here's the link to it on Zillow. Here's yeah. the, link to the realtor. Cause it's really easy for people to get there, but such a, a simple shift. If you have your right agent site to send people to your own site instead, where people are going there, you can track them better. So you've said a couple of times retargeting. So for somebody that's never done this and they aren't using the technology yet, but they've got a list. What is retargeting? What do you mean by retargeting? So say someone hits on one of our ads, but they don't fill in information. Yep. We, ge we geolocate them and it starts tracking them. And not bad tracking, but, and not like the stuff we say, oh my God, how did it know I want to order that on my phone when I just said that. But when you go and you're reading a Facebook article or on Google or on even Zillow, we show up and they're just those ads that pop up every couple paragraphs, those are retargeting ads, kind of like AdWorks. It's just different with this because that goes to like a landing page, this, they click on it, it just goes back to your site. Yeah. And the more it tags you, the more it's going to follow you. And, so we retire the retargeting is anyone who is in your it's through Facebook and it's anyone who is uh, has a, the same email in Facebook. So that's another key thing. I have 62,000 people in my database, but I have only 35,000 that are being retargeted on uh, Facebook currently because they have the matching email. You can't retarget them if not. And then what's cool about that software too is those people that are, looky lose right now but haven't fully committed to pressing that click that next button give you a phone number give a name we have about four thousand people re actively retargeting right now that the system's tracking and then pulls them to what they call the white local cauldron which is they're looking at home but they're not going to that third click to register and we have about 750 leads just sitting there average that is eventually will come over that won't will click over yeah. Well, so the, and we, I talked about that with, with Trevor mock on one of the episodes that you guys would have heard come out just a couple times before this one, where there's just, there's some very simple retargeting you could start to do with Facebook, with Facebook pixels. Kirby talked about, you can mm -hmm. upload your, your email list, whether you just have it in a spreadsheet or you have it in a special follow-up system, you can have it, you know, you can upload it to Facebook one time, or you could link it to something and it changes. So you have someone's email, Facebook won't tell you, Hey, this person, and here's their Facebook page, but they will tell you of the 10,000 emails you sent up, 5,000 of them are on Facebook. We know exactly who they are. And now you can send an ad to them. And so those are people that, you know, so really cool marketing stuff out there. The, do you, do you hire a team to help you with that? Did you learn it on yourself? If somebody wants a crash course in, in Facebook, we've got a course on Rebus University about how to do Facebook ads, but what would you, what would you recommend people do to go find out how to, how to use Facebook ads? So on Facebook ads, I wasn't successful. Too many parts with the lead forms and pushing in. Okay. That's why I liked Y Lopo so much. I let oh, so them they do, do the all the ads for you. Oh yeah, I don't. You you go. You can create the divas, but all the carousel ads, all the branding ads, they do remarketing. Everything is created by them. They change it with the seasons. Everything. It's just how much spend you're putting towards it, and they track on your dashboard your average cost per lead. Uh, they do all that. Now, what I've played around with on my own and during this whole COVID time, like you got to like sit here when we were locked down for like two months, and I just worked is yeah. I started playing with Google and taking the stuff that they were doing on Facebook. And then now we're, now we have Google pay-per-click with them, but I'm still playing with that with the YouTube side and stuff like that with the videos we have from there, but everything links back. So anytime anyone clicks any of my ads, all it does is go right back to our site yeah, and retargets them. Man, the, there's, there's a lot of stuff in, in here as people are, are, are getting to listen to the podcast, but I want to I have, I want to have you teach them like kind of one more thing as we close it out. So you said a lot of top of funnel, middle funnel, bottom of funnel, the, um, and maybe I have two more questions, but the, but that, so just really quickly tell people what that means when you're saying top of funnel, bottom of funnel, you know, because it's, it, whether you're using a software or not, I think it's a mindset for the type of lead you have and how to treat, treat them, right? So, yeah, bottle of funnel, once it drops out there, that's your person that's going by right then. So top of funnel is your first, someone's on Facebook, they're the Y-Lopal ad, they're just clicking a pretty picture. It starts grabbing them. That's top of funnel. Uh, we used to have uh, foreclosure leads with Zillow. Uh, that product ends this month. Those were top of funnel, everybody wanting to get a deal because the house wasn't really available. So once that's top of funnel, mid funnel is I'd say pay-per-click because people are actually Googling and typing in that they're searching for a home. They're not just looking at a pretty picture. And then bottom of funnel is people are already on a portal or site looking at homes and wanting more information di directly on a home. So they're more targeted. Yeah. So those op city are like the bottom of funnel. Cause they're like, yeah. I'm ready to buy right now. Somebody's yep. qualified me. So if you picture a funnel, I mean, in online marketing, we talk about funnel a lot. 
But if somebody is you know, just switching over from the hotel industry, the service industry to real estate, and you're starting to learn about this, if you picture a funnel, you know, the top of the funnel is nice and wide. And so there's a lot of people up in that section. And as you qualify them at different levels, they fall closer and closer to the bottom of the funnel when they drop out. I've never heard somebody actually describe it like that. When they're ready to drop out the bottom of the funnel, that means they're ready to buy a house right now. And those are the people. So at the top of funnel, hey, they're kind of interested in real estate. You could be sending them all sorts of things. Hey, I'm in real estate. Or, hey, did you know housing prices are doing this? Or, hey, did you know interest rates dropped a little bit? When they get to the middle of the funnel, it's like, oh, I see that you're looking at this neighborhood. I, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you know that in this neighborhood we did this, or we're actually the experts over here. As it gets closer to the bottom, where people are like, hey, I want to buy, hey, I want to buy this one, or they're sending you the lead, that's that bottom of funnel. Really cool stuff. So, you talked about a whole bunch of different CRMs. So, the um, that you use, you, you prefer Follow Up Boss. So the, my understanding of Follow Up Boss is it's a way to track your leads in, a, in, in kind of its own little spreadsheet, but you can set up a way to follow up via text, via email and say, if they do this, if they do nothing, they come to my website, they give me their email address, I could send them th these seven emails over the next few weeks, or I could send them a text. And then if they do reply, it kind of puts them into a different kind of spot. Is that description right? And the, or how would you say it different? And if someone was going to sign up, look for a CRM, what advice would you give them for follow-up boss or any others? What should they look for? Okay. So yeah, it's when they, when lead hits, you always have to have, uh, we call them action plans and follow-up boss, uh, which will trigger tasks for the agents to do as far as calling. Does the automated emails already built off of days. Once we have been in contact with the client, it changes the stage. We go to a nurture and that's when we're just working off wide priority alerts when they're doing something on the site. When you're first chasing them, it's all automated. Sierra Interactive, uh, Robbie T is uh, one of the professors is a hatch coaching. He um, He's huge Sierra Interactive. They just did their uh, integration fully with uh, Ylopo and theirs is cool because it has automatic texting too. So you can automate the full, the same way as email with follow boss, you can do texting. Follow boss, I like more for the integrations with everything, MailChimp, call action, all those different products. And then if you're going to first choose one, I'd say if you're a team, either of those two, I, Sierra Interactive just came out. I think it's really cool. But me, 62,000 people in a database and probably 40,000 on different action plans for me to switch all those consumers to a new system they'd all like start over new and be all jacked up. So it's just like, I have yeah. too many people to move. If I'm a brand new database or you're building your first database, like if you were a person who was in the club, restaurant, whatever industry, and you have that client list, you can actually like in follow up boss, go in there. You can retarget them. I, I did this for uh, remind is a, uh, like a farming software that they give us free with our uh, membership here in Vegas. So I put 10,000 people into that did not email them, did not, call them you can't tcpa wiles but we start retargeting them now i've cleaned it out by spent the retargeting for it's about twelve hundred dollars for three to four months and we got 500 people now that are in our database from that that clicked from doing the retargeting from the mining yeah man what a, a lot of info in there i should definitely try to have you back maybe we could teach a whole course for people of starting <laughs> how, to, how to create the lead gen how to create that funnel and work through it i think a lot of our agents got a ton of value from you today, Kirby, and getting to get kind of that advice. I love the idea at the beginning of just like, hey, get agents to join your team by targeting the people that have lost work that are great potential and the yeah. and doing that. And, and really it's a helpful thing, right? You're, you're, you're getting to really provide a cool service with that. You know, the last few minutes are yours. What are, what is, if people want to reach out to you and find you to learn more, how should they reach out to you? What are your big goals right now? What can real estate rock stars help you with? I'd say uh, first info is just uh, scofieldrealty.com, S-C-O-F-I-E-L-D, realty.com. Uh, click on there. If you're a local person in Las Vegas listening to this and you know of some or you know of people who are possibly looking in Vegas, uh, scofieldrealty.com forward slash scholarship. If they're an agent, opportunity. If they just want to contact me, it's very easy. It's Kirby, K-I-R-B-Y, at scofieldrealty.com. I get so many text messages and voicemails. I'm best at email. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so emails get done number was so that's the best way or just hit me up on uh, Facebook and I'm always uh, looking to help. And then for us, just excited to be on the show, uh, get the word out our goals. I should, we should be at 50 by end of January, just with testing for the new people. Mm -hmm. uh, we're just waiting on program. We're waiting for places to be open so they can test. And then our goal is 150 agents by June. 
Uh, doesn't mean 150 will be producing, but right now of our 30, almost every single one of them's working. Like maybe five that are in transition from other things. Uh, so very, they're producing. It's hard to get, you, you could have 10,000 agents, but only like 10 produce. Yeah. So our thing is make sure everybody can produce. And with our team, we don't, um, my agent's biggest issue is that they don't have write-offs because I pay for everything. So we have no monthly, no setup fees, none of that. We are directly a split. And then I, we just hired a photographer. They start in January. It's going to be awesome. So we're going to do a lot of branding content. Uh, we're going to do uh, spotlights on local businesses and restaurants. And we'll do full-on videos, and we'll have that on our uh, site and channel. And and all my individual agents. So a lot of agents, very few, will be able to spend the money to make those cool videos where you're, like, touring a home and watching it. Ours, that's going to be part of our agents, uh, part of their benefit package. They could do that for any of their listings yeah. with our full-time person. Very cool stuff. I mean, if I'm a if I'm an agent near, you know, near Kirby in Las Vegas, I mean, there's, you know, so much stuff. The idea of you're getting 600 kind of inbound leads instead of outbound. I know a lot of our listeners are doing outbound and they're working tirelessly at it and it's very difficult. And the, and so I know a lot of people have said, Hey, you know, inbound would be great. The, I could definitely see somebody paying you for coaching or hiring go to, Hey, cause there's, we went over a lot of the stuff today, but we just scratched the surface. So the, if I was an agent in Vegas, I'd say, I, I want to go, I want to go work with a guy like you that can show me the way for some of that stuff. Maybe you don't have to learn it all in a podcast or in a few hours or something like that. So uh, hopefully some people do reach out to you. I'm sure people from all over are going to be asking you questions and how to do it and take and take you up on some of those, those asks. So Kirby, this has been super beneficial for our listeners. A lot of good info in there. Thanks for joining me. And, uh, and, and all you listeners, thanks for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I wanna make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents. And we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every punny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate, how to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our real estate rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.